Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, it's been 11 years since England have lifted the ashes on Australian soil. And since then, uh, the English have lost nine tests and drawn one in Australia. Uh, hosts uh, pretty warm favourites to dominate once again, and the first test starts at the Gabba tomorrow. And joining us now is one of Queensland's favourite sons, one of Australia's best ever wicketkeeper batsmen, uh, and our brother too uh, from SEN in Brisbane. Uh, I'm talking, of course, of uh, the legendary Ian Healy. Good morning to you, Heels. Good morning, Smithy. Yeah, pretty exciting times over here in Brisbane. Uh, it's a big day, ready to go tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, untold times you woke up on the morning of the first test uh, from home. It was your base, of course. Um, but from a spectator's point of view, how much edge do you feel about this series? Um, n- not a whole lot of edge just yet. I think both sides are going to be quite conservative in how they behave because of the, the Tim Payne scandal uh, and the racist scandal in English cricket. So the microscope will be on. I think they'll be... A little within themselves to start with, but um, I think both fast bowling units are ready to try to ruffle some feathers and really put some top order players under the pump. That might stir things up a bit right from the word go. Okay, so um, traditionally in Australia, when it comes to uh, playing against Australia and Australian pitches, uh, one of the sayings used to be was uh, nine times out of ten you bat first, the tenth time you think about bowling, but you bat anyway. Uh, what about uh, what about the Gabba? What about the Gabba and the conditions? Oh, I think this might be a bowl first. Uh, so it, it goes against a lot in our in our cricket mythology. Um, it's been overcast. It's been heavy rain last week. There was a big storm again on Saturday night. Um, the wickets hadn't. A fair bit of sunshine that the groundsman could get on it over the weekend. That's a good a good thing. And, of course, he's under a bit of pressure because last year he produced a, a wicket which uh, was a lot flatter than a normal Gabba. And it cracked up and it suited India. And, and it was mid-January. So it wasn't November or early December. So he had that to blame. Um, that was his first Gabba pitch. This is his second. So I don't know whether he exactly knows what's going to happen. But it's green. Um, it probably should be together and it'll be well bound by moisture, deep moisture, which will rise throughout the match. So I reckon, you know, the other thing, Smithy, is wherever you bat, whether you bat first or second in a match at the Gabba, you need to bat well. Day two, if you get knocked over on day one, it's still difficult to bat day two because it quickens up and hardens up. So 
So just don't be disastrous in your first inning. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, get that dominance. That, that Win that first day, I think, is, is crucial, whatever you do. Uh, Hills, now, uh, Australia had a lot of conjecture and a lot of uh, uncertainty about uh, their side uh, up until about, uh, I don't know, 10 days ago when you talked about uh, the captaincy and you came up with that new combination. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, two days out, uh, which is quite unusual, um, you name your starting 11, which is a, a real statement of certainty and a statement of organisation in its own right. Tell us uh, first of all about that Cummins-Smith partnership as far as you're concerned and that decision to reveal, uh, really, to reveal your Test 11 at the opening of the series. Yeah, um, the, the Test 11 reveal was something that John Buchanan started, I reckon. But, but we had a much more confident and settled team then. So I think now it's just to, um, you know, let everyone breathe and let everyone get their head into the job. Um, so, uh, and I get, yeah, um, and sort of Jai Richardson, for example, and Usman Kawaja could sort of take the next step in their mind on where they might end up this, this summer. Um, so that's not terribly new. I don't think it was uh, needed. I would like to hear. You know, we need to settle on that number five batting spot, whether it was Kawaja or Head. Um, that that could have been done a touch early, but I think they genuinely didn't know. They really had to sit down and think uh, what's good for the future, what's good for the team now, how, how both men are going to slot in. They seem to take a lot of pressure off Marcus Harris, the opening batsman, a week or two ago, and just sort of said, no, 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 he's the opener when they were starting to talk about maybe Kawaja could open, you know. So it's been a little bit inconsistent, but OK. Uh, I like the combination of Smith and Cummins. I think that'll work well. It's a new style. Uh, uh, did you ever have Sir Richard captaining you guys? I think he was vice-captain at one point. I'm just harping back to that, actually. Uh, yes, I think he was vice-captain yeah. at one point, but uh, but only briefly, not, not long-term. Um, so, yeah. And traditionally, they do a great job. Pat Cummins be a great, great uh, vice captain too. So, so now that he's captain, he's going to have to. He's got a man at least, Steve Smith. He can, he can throw the reins over to for half an hour. Take, take it while he, while he's cooling down, while he's simmering down at fine leg. Or let, you know, he'll be in the ring, I'm sure. But, but um, you know, that, he's got a lot on his plate, and they've got two men to do that job now. So, I, I think, I think it's quite exciting to look forward to see how they go. Okay, so uh, David Warner, of course, is uh, one of the keys, uh, and he will start positively. We, we know that. Um, uh, and his battle with uh, with Stuart Broad will, has uh, almost been one of folk tales. Uh, this one, so that'll be interesting to see if uh, who can get the upper hand there. Very interesting. You know, I think Broad has mainly dominated him in England. So that's the sort of thinking Warner's got to have in his head anyway. I know I've done it here before. His his overseas record is a, a big difference to his at-home record, uh, Davey. So, and he's just got to maintain his basics, and he's good enough to get through Stuart Broad bowling around the wicket, nipping it away. You know, he can do that. So it, it has been quite a spell he's been under. Now, at the same time, his partner's got to help him out. He's either got to shepherd him a little bit, or, or he's just got to... They've got to work together uh, and not get stuck uh, now, Marcus Harris, pretty raw and pretty pretty young, but he's, he's going to have to step up and do that job and really enjoy that battle up front. Um, left-handers everywhere for the Aussies, so Broad will be licking his lips. Anderson looking at today's humidity once again. He'll be licking his lips to try to get a game 
get a go on, on the newish gather. He, he doesn't traditionally like the Kookaburra ball. He doesn't do much with it. And, and it is a, a lot tougher to move sideways than the Duke ball of England. Mm. So, but, but he came here with a lot of energy last time and I believe his intensity is good this year in this preparation. So, so you know, if it's left-handers or right-handers, I'll have the hand for Jimmy Anderson if he's on. Interesting. Uh, I'm not quite sure what Mitchell Stark's done to Shane Warne over the years, but there seems to be an, an <laughs> ongoing campaign from Warney, uh, perhaps for Mitchell Stark to not to be part of the uh, the starting eleven. Now you know, uh, you know both those guys extremely well for obvious reasons. Heels. Uh, Mitchell Stark for me is that he's only he's one of those guys who's only ever seems to be one or two good spells away from being back at the top of his game. It's all about rhythm for yeah. him and a little bit of confidence. Yes, that's a good call. And I saw that rhythm come back in the T20 World Cup. Uh, he was great. He even bowled economically and released the ball after a very rhythmical, pacey run in. He got smashed in the final, so it didn't come out of the hand as well as he would have liked, I'd say. But I thought there was some rhythm there. So he, he's been a nightmare in the nets uh, and in the centre wickets, they reckon, this week. So he's, he's got the dirt about uh, probably warning. Um, and he'll fire up. I'm expecting him, having been given a chance to sort of, uh, you know, you know, show show the selectors, show everyone what he's got. Um, uh, after last year, he's a bit down last year, but he he faced the loss of his father all summer. He was dealing with it. And his father passed away really young. It was like late fifties. So so he was dealing with a lot last year. Uh, Warney originally saw him fidgeting and, and sort of very unsettled in an early match and sort of so he's got to get his mind off himself and, and stop worrying about all these things and get onto it and you know Warney sort of said that he's a bit soft um, and you know Starkey doesn't care, Starkey sort of said do you want to you know catch up with Warney or whatever he said oh I don't give a damn about Warney <laughs> that was a few years ago so mm. anyway Warney can needle him every now and then and uh, Australia might see the benefits um, I, I think yeah, um, I think he's got something not far away. Uh, that's cool, cool to hear. Uh, look, here's the other because uh, Mitchell Stark, when he's on form, is uh, something special to watch. I have got to say. Now, what about the opposition here, Hills? Um, uh, where have they been? What have they been doing? It's like from this side of the ditch, anyway. It's pretty hard to even realise they're actually on Australian soil. It's been that quiet. <laughs> yes, uh, they closed ranks uh, very early, mainly probably for two to three weeks when they, they'd started here in Australia because of the racist uh, scandal that's going on in England. Uh, then And then Australia closed ranks a bit, so it's all been, you know, pistols at 10, 10 metres from the media as well as each other. Um, yeah, they've at least they've given themselves every chance to, to come in and be best prepared for the Gabba. Uh, they haven't had, a, they have had disruptions because of the weather, lots of indoor stuff. Uh, they've even been going for walks and doing some fitness in the rain, you know, which you can do in Queensland because it's warm rain at least. So they quite like that. Um, so yeah, it has it has felt a little bit quiet uh, on the England front. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. No one's really sure whether they're going to go with Mark Wood, uh, who's bowling fast, or Ollie Robertson, uh, who will get bounced. He's a big, tall number who, who will get bounced on the Australian batsman to go with Broad and Anderson. So um, that's still an undecided one. I don't know how they can fit all their batsmen in, you know. Like they've got all, a lot of all-rounder types that they've got to slot into their batting lineup, and 
They mightn't be that sure about that yet because of the lack of match practice. Um, you know, are they going to open with Burns and Hamid? Then Ruth doesn't seem to want to move up to three. So Darwood Milan might be three. Uh, um, Root four. Then you've got Butler, Bairstow, Stokes, five, six and seven in whatever order you want to do. Where, which order is that going to be? You know, so they've got a, an upside-down order that's uh, very difficult to get through their middle order easily. Where are the keys then, Heels? Uh, if you look at this, is a long, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, this uh, series, but where, where are the keys for you uh, at, at this point? Is it, it as simple as saying it's uh, lining up uh, uh, one or two batsmen against one or two bowlers and who dominates that wins? Or where, where do you see the, the, key, the key match-ups? Oh, that, that's a good one to start with, I reckon. Both bowling attacks against uh, both top orders, whether that be one to three or one to four, definitely one to three. Our Australian bowlers are very, very good. But I don't think they've won enough in their time. So I'd like to see them really get a rattle through this uh, English top order uh, this year. And they've got to be uh, quite, quite, not nasty, but aggressive. And, and their intent really obvious right from the word go. Don't be stock bowlers. Bowl, bowl short, sharp, aggressive spells all innings long. So I want to see that. Uh, as you've mentioned, the warning... Warner and uh, Marcus Harris will be under the pump with that, that English new ball. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's the, they're the greatest keys. Those two. Uh, the other thing for the series is not to lose Brisbane. So, so if someone gets behind and gets on the back foot in Brisbane, they've got to really fight hard. You've got to fight hard to either get back on top or get the draw. Do not have a loss in Brisbane because Adelaide is very losable. Um, so, again, if, if England get the ball in, the, in their hands at the right time in a day-night Adelaide test, they can turn you inside out. And if they've won Brisbane and Australia goes 2-0 down after Adelaide, look out. You, you, can't, you might not be able to come back from that. And vice versa for England. If, if they're the ones that get behind in Brisbane, hang on hard. you really got to fight. I, I think there'll be big moments like that, whether it be... Stokes or Butler getting away on Australia, they're going to have to find a way to uh, batten down the hatches and so too uh, England so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward there's going to be some real close big moments but yeah, no, the biggest key I reckon is top order against bowling attacks Well the Tim Payne thing's been put to bed so finally Tim Payne gets the opportunity to go away and sort a few things out and uh, get away from the spotlight which puts Alex Carey in there, he won the job um, it was, might have been quite close in the end, but uh, Alex Carey, tell us yeah. a wee bit about how you think he'll cope in your former job. Yes, uh, he'll cope very well. He's done a great job as the understudy to Tim Payne and being the one-day keeper. He's even captained the one-day team recently on a on a young tour. We took to Bangladesh and West Indies and didn't have any success. But, so good international experience, uh, good cricket belt, you know, under his belt, I think. Josh Inglis maybe uh, has been, become a victim of being in the Australian team. So he was in the Australian team at the World T20. Come back, he's played no shield cricket, no lead-up cricket, no red ball for a long time and could have, could have been selected. Uh, he, he was so close to being selected, I reckon, but they've resorted back to experience and cricket under your belt. So uh, I, I think Alex will be very capable of not being too nervous 
and and putting his mind on the job, get, getting out of himself and putting his mind on the job at hand, and that's getting these ashes done. He, he'll be he'll be well and truly ready for that. Good man, um, nice, uh, you know, comfortable technique, uh, and you know, a, a great team man to have. Uh, just finally, Hills news has come through, uh, and it used to be one of the great traditions uh, in any uh, tour of Australia was. Uh, Australia at the Wacker, of course, that disappeared when they changed venues and went down the road to Optus, but it's not going to be even there two years in a row without uh, a test, an international match at, uh, in West Australia, which I, I think is really, really sad. So who's going to cop the fifth one, in your opinion? Well, uh, again, it, it, uh, it has been pretty quick wicket too, Optus. It does, does bounce through a bit, a bit like the Wacker, so that, they've got that going okay. Uh, we just can't get on it. Um, Hobart are making a big bid. I don't know whether, and that's government money, so I don't know how much that is. Um, Day-night test match either in Sydney, so back-to-back tests in Sydney, if they can get the wickets done, then that'll be okay. I think Sydney and Melbourne could both be very suited to day-night cricket. So, you know, Melbourne is is the one in my mind. Um, and this year, Smithy, I'm happy. I'm very happy for Cricket Australia to go revenue. You take the one that creates the most money because last year, for example, there was $30 million spent on biosecurity. You know, revenues in our game are not high. It's time to go the revenue route for mine. And uh, so whichever opportunity produces the most revenue and then is uh, logistically easy for the broadcasters, etc., um, is my choice. So if that's Melbourne, get it there. A day-night test in Melbourne to finish an Ashes series be big. Heels, as always, uh, thank you very much for your time this morning uh, and your insight into how you see it might go and, and particularly those conditions. Uh, uh, enjoy. Enjoy uh, the, the Ashes. Uh, we certainly will from this yeah. side of the Tasman. Something, something I really look forward to. Thanks for your time this morning, buddy. Yeah. You're welcome, Sylvie. See ya.